Great leadership may look and sound different. However, there are common threads that connect all tremendous leaders. They are passionate about those that they lead. They do that which brings out their best and the best in those around them. And they never take the easy way out because the exceptional will never come from easy. All right, all right. Welcome back to the Lead with Empower podcast. We have a return guest today, Sarah Sterling, the VP of Marketing Operations for Empower Adventures and Empower Leadership is back for part two of our three-part mini podcast series. If that is even a thing, if it's not, we're making it up here now on the spot. But Sarah's back. We had a great episode a few weeks ago. Sarah shared her uh, one of her goals for 2021 and kind of her action plan for achievement back uh, at the in January to kick off season three of the Lead with Empower podcast. And we're back today with Sarah to um, get an update. We're a little over a month, month and a couple weeks into her goal achievement journey. So we're really excited to hear from Sarah and, and hear how she's doing um, with her 2021 goals. Sarah, how the heck are you? Welcome back to the Lead with Empower podcast. Thanks for having me back, Dan. You never know after the first time how it's going to go. I thought, <laughs> we had some, I, I thought we had some good mojo uh, in, in your first episode, your first visit. So yeah, I'm happy no. to have you back. <laughs> I'm just teasing and I'm happy to be here um, and excited to kind of share some of that progress with you about kind of where I'm at with this this art goal of mine. Yeah, no, really excited to hear about it. And our, our first episode went really well. It was great to get that uh that side of it, because most of our, our dealings are, are business related. So it's great to hear about some of the out of the work stuff. And, um, you know, before we get into it, Sarah, you, you know, your, your main role, you know, from, from a, a work standpoint, from a professional mm-hmm. standpoint is supporting our adventure park operations and the, the leadership and team building side of our operations as well, from a marketing, advertising, social media, action planning standpoint, Hey, let's take a moment, you know, at the start of the episode um, to share some quick updates on some of the happenings and goings on at the different Adventure Park locations. And we'll start down in Tampa because they're obviously in a, a much nicer climate than our Virginia and Connecticut location. So what's happening? Any any cool events happening down at the Empower Adventures Tampa Bay? Yeah, so we've had quite a bit of action down here. No, no ice thankfully. Um, but we had, we've been filming with some TV stations lately to get some awareness out there about our amazing adventures that we have over the water here in Tampa. It's, it's a beautiful place to be, but we've got an even extra special location, I think. Uh, and then we've got some influencers that come out, which I'm still flabbergasted that influencers are a thing, but they, <laughs> they really do kind of provide a really great look at the lifestyle in the, in the area. Uh, we've got a lot of really great local influencers that share some very valuable information to people here looking for things to do. So have some great stuff in the works with that. And then we're coming up on our fifth birthday or fifth anniversary. I like birthday better because it means we get cake. Yeah, but cake is always good. <laughs> yeah, we've got our fifth fifth birthday coming up here in June. So looking at some fun stuff for that as well. 
Nice. And then I also understand there's like a fun Friday event that goes on and spring break is right around the corner, which is going to be a busy time. Yeah. Spring break is less than a month away, which is kind of scary to think about. Spring break is easily our busiest season. You know, we have a really busy week from December 26th through January 1st, but spring break is kind of an extended version of that where we have our local spring breaks, but also people who travel to Florida to escape some of that colder weather as for their spring break trips. So we've got a solid six weeks ahead of us starting in mid-March. So that's exciting Great. as well. And, and again, I think it's, it's still a little bit early, but do you feel like there's indication that there's going to be a little bit more travel this year? Obviously last year there wasn't you know, in March, there was there no travel. Kind of travel going on. <laughs> no travel. Do you feel like it's going to be maybe not back to normal, but uh, an uptick from from 2020? I do, and from from March in particular, absolutely. But in terms of, we reopened in early to mid May. May 11th, I believe, was our reopen date uh, for when we were able to open again after COVID had kind of slowed down a bit in our area, and we still saw quite a few travelers to be honest a lot of those road trippers and same day road trip type of vacationers that could get down here within 12 to 16 hours because florida had a lot more open yeah uh and we did we did really well i think that this year we're gonna we've seen a, a, a drastic increase in our recreational business particularly here in florida and in virginia And I think that people are looking for those outdoor adventures, those outdoor activities where they feel safer with the fresh air and circulation, natural circulation. But I also, I really do believe in my gut and in my heart that all of the benefits of outdoor recreation that we've heard about for decades upon decades, the fresh air, the sun, the movement, the activity, the ability to bond through adventure outdoors has always been something that we've talked about, but now people have really started to experience it because of those changes with COVID. And I think that we're shifting more towards a lifestyle change and trend than just a post-COVID trend. And I think that whether it's an adventure on a high ropes course or a zipline course like ours, or it's exploring a new park in your area or it's any type of water physical water activity like stand up paddle boarding there are so many great outdoor options that i think it's it's been a really solid shift yeah and it's it's kind of that not so subtle slap in the face kind of eye opener of where we've been trapped inside with the same people especially in these areas where we're in uh you know single digits or teens and temps and snow and ice on the ground and mm-hmm. you know i think it, it's it's it has been something that's been discussed the benefits of outdoor adventure ha, you know ha, has been a, a topic for years but not you know now is really the first time where it's been that like not so subtle mm-hmm. <laughs> jarring like oh yeah they might be right is there they might be onto something so it's glad to hear and i'm actually seeing it um i'll I recreationally will play disc golf, um, which is golf with frisbees instead of clubs and, and a ball. And um, it has absolutely blown up across the country since March because it's an activity you can do outside, you can do with your own equipment, you can social distance very easily. And, you know, it, it's, it's refreshing to see that 
you know, people are finding alternatives to just sitting inside or, and, and that feeling of trapped. It's so much, you know, healthier from a, you know, social, emotional, you know, health standpoint. Mm-hmm. So great to hear there. And you brought up Virginia. So we'll stop up there next. They're coming off a great year in 2020. Um, and they're obviously in a little bit of a slower time right now because they're experiencing some of the winter in Northern Virginia. Talk a little bit about what's going on from your vantage point at Empower Adventures Middleburg, Sarah. Yeah, the team at Empower Adventures Middleburg is such a stellar team. All of our teams are stellar teams, but there's something very special to be said about my colleagues up in Virginia. And you know, you know, Chris and Sam really well. They just, they've got a really good rhythm down. They've got really good heads on their shoulders and they're really great strategic thinkers. And we've really taken the opportunity these during these cooler months to take a step back and analyze everything that we're doing from a top level perspective, whether it's operationally or marketing wise and how those two are intertwined Mm -hmm. to evaluate the best ways to grow and expand our business in 2021. And we've had some really, really exciting conversations with, you know, forays into new goals and new strategies that we can implement to fulfill those goals that I'm really looking forward to putting into place. Yeah, absolutely. And and I yep, definitely know Sam and Chris very well. And I think one of the things that's really cool about their dynamic is there's a stark contrast into like some of Chris's strengths and how they really support maybe some of the things that Sam's doesn't have it, you know, doesn't have as a strength and vice versa. Some of Sam's strengths really support what, you know, Chris might need some support on. And it's a really great dynamic uh, of, you know, I think when you talk about the team dynamic and you know, individuals, you know, capitalizing on their strengths to support, you know, some of the shortcomings of their teammates uh, and vice versa. I think they do a really, really nice job uh, down there to, you know, maximize their abilities and their personalities to make it, make it work. And it showed in 2020 and really excited to hear about their uh, successes this year, even though, again, we're still in the early phases, still some snow and ice on the ground. Um, and speaking of snow and ice, we'll we'll stop up with our boy Paul up at Empower Adventures Connecticut. What's what are what is happening with uh, EAC and Paul, Sarah? Yeah, so up in Connecticut, we've been working with uh, we've had a partnership with Nomads Adventure Quest and their their whole suite of brands. They've got a bar, they have a bowling alley, they have all kinds of things: laser tag, arcade all the stuff that you could think of in terms of entertainment and recreation. And they've had this outdoor course that we kind of jumped on to help them manage and market over the last couple of years. And it was always Nomad's Outdoor Adventure, but in 2021, we're looking forward to really making it the Empower way up there. And we are currently going through the process of a rebrand from Nomads Outdoor Adventure to Empower Adventure Park at Nomads. Because as much as Nomads was a, it is a great product, not was, but is a great product. The way that we approach adventure is slightly different than how Nomads Outdoor Adventure had done it in the past. And to us, it's incredibly important to share that message with the people that come to adventure with us. Yep. And that message being kind of utilizing adventure experiences to help bring people together and to help people kind of discover and unleash their potential really through fun adventure play. And, and, you know, that's what, that's what empower has always been about since opening our first place up in, uh, in Middletown, Connecticut in 2009 and, and the subsequent uh, adventure park facilities and 
2014, 2016, and 2019. And uh, super excited to celebrate a five-year birthday this year, too. Come mm-hmm. on, in June. That's going to be awesome. Um, and, yeah, the rebrand, it, I'm, I'm excited for that since I am based out of Connecticut and work closely with Paul. The the new website is awesome. It looks um, so, so good. You, you, did a, you did a tremendous job with that. Thank and you. uh you know, really excited to get that rolling. So, hey, that's uh, you know, quick update about the Empower Adventure Park locations. Appreciate that, Sarah, because you are so heavily involved in uh, each facility on a day-to-day basis. And on to the more serious stuff, as they say. So, during our first episode, it was really to kick off this little mini-series about your personal goals and to give our listeners an insight into, you know we shared a bunch of like goal setting forms and, and kind of mini goals, uh, uh, a strategy or tactics to kind of, you know, things you can do on a daily basis to work towards achievement. And what's been so cool about our first conversation. And and I'm really excited about this conversation is you're really, you know, sharing and highlighting, you know, not only that you did those forms for yourself personally, but that you're actually living out the action. So, Hey, just a quick refresher for someone who might've missed the first episode Talk a little bit about what your goal is for 2020, your out of work goal, and and why that goal is important to you. Yeah, so my goal for 2021 has been really to expand and focus on my art more with some very tangible, measurable numbers. And I had said that I would create 10 new art pieces per month, every month in 2021. And I managed to do it. I just squeaked by in January. I had the bare minimum of 10. Uh, and I, it really made me realize, A, that I, while I had been taking the time for art, I hadn't necessarily dedicated time to it or scheduled time and said, I have to do this. I'm going to do this. And being able to tie that to a goal and a number has really allowed me to have more motivation to set that time aside. And then in February, and as I kind of wrapped up and squeaked by in January, I took some time at the beginning of February to get out of my comfort zone and try something a little bit different with illustrating mandalas on my iPad Pro. And I did it on stream too. Like I didn't even, I said, you know what, if I don't do this on stream, I'm going to get frustrated and I'm going to give up because I'm going to be like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I suck. <laughs> and I, I did. And I ended up creating five new pieces that day, which blew my mind because there, I thought me, if I get one out of this, I'll be happy. And I did print, I did print two of those and have painted two of those. I actually have one right behind me. I did print two of those when I was on or and on my cricket and then ended up painting them so like i drew this oh, wow. and then went in and painted it on stream and i know the the listeners can't see it but you can <laughs> that's all we'll make sure we'll make sure we include a couple photos in the show notes <laughs> as well <laughs> yeah so it it really has so those one those five pieces that i created that one day are now transferring into two new pieces and i really am inspired to do more and then on top of that getting out of my comfort zone and putting myself in a very vulnerable position to screw up live on the internet uh, with my face face out there and everything. It really made me take another step back and not only think about the things like am I dedicating time to this, but how do I continue to grow as an artist versus staying in my comfort zone of the mediums and style that I'd always done and have really started to dedicate some focus outside of creating those art pieces 
to learning more, I ended up signing up for Skillshare, which I highly, highly recommend. Very awesome bite-sized pieces of information, regardless of what you're trying to learn at a very affordable, either monthly or annual rate, if that's really something that you want to do is learn and grow. And it it has really given me the opportunity to step back and say, what do I want to learn? And maybe I can actually be the quote unquote artist that I never thought I could be. And that's been, and it, we're here we are, and it's only February 17th. And I feel like I've already come so far and I can't, it, it makes me get really excited about the next 10 and a half months ahead. Awesome. And, you know, one of the things in our, in our January edition of the Lead With Empower newsletter, and it was uh, a topic of discussion during our first, uh, our, our kickoff episode to this little mini podcast series was, you know, making sure there's a, a solid why, right, um, behind a goal, because as we all know, when there's a when there's a solid why, there's a passion associated with that, and it's a little bit easier to find that motivation and to find that inspiration. Um, and then you touched on it already the the concept of leadership of self. So, share if you if you don't mind, share again uh, quickly your your why 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 this goal is important to you, and talk a little bit about you know a month and a couple weeks in, you know, that, that role of, uh, of leadership of self or that concept of leadership of self and how that's played out for you thus far. Yeah. So the why really is kind of threefold and even in some ways fourfold, but I, it really is a three prong approach for me. And the first part being, I enjoy it. I like doing it. I like making pretty things. Like it's fun to make pretty <laughs> things there. It's nice to look at. And as part of that enjoyment, which has come that second part is it, it helps me unwind. It helps me de-stress. It helps with my anxiety. It helps me work through frustrations and anger and hurt and just really kind of grow in my own brain is part of the process. And I've definitely seen that as I focus more on it, it's created a very good outlet for relieving that anxiety. And then the third part has really been the hope and the goal of maybe inspiring others who might be afraid to call themselves an artist or try being an artist or try a new medium to get out of their comfort zone and do it as well. And that inspiration really, that's that, that really fuels the fire more than anything else. A, I like it. B, it's healthy for me, but C, like if I can inspire somebody else to do these things for themselves, that's the big win. And then the fourth part, which really isn't necessarily important, but kind of an ancillary result is being able to make money off of it. And it's not that I'm trying to make a fortune but like if someone reaches out and says hey i'd really love for you to paint a piece for my office i want to pay you yeah i'll take it and not only that i'm i'm honored that someone wants to pay me (laughs) to give them art that they're gonna have to look at every single day or at least five days out of the week (laughs) so that it it just all kind of melds together to this really awesome why of all of the great things that can come out of taking that time to do the things you love. That's awesome. It's awesome to hear. And and for those of you that might be interested, <laughs> Sarah has an Etsy store and it's casual artist, Sarah. And that's where you can find some of the great work she has done and will continue to do this year. She's so excited that I'm sharing that information as well. There's a touch of sarcasm in that tone as we speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you mentioned you mentioned the idea of getting out of your comfort zone, and, and that is a leadership of self challenge right there, right? Nobody can do it for you. 
that's a choice each individual has to make regardless of the the environment that they're in whether it's a you know some sort of adventure experience off of the ground or on water or doing something like art in front of other people talk a little bit about the role leadership of self has played for you six weeks into this this uh goal achievement journey you're on yeah, one part of it, I keep, I keep saying, yeah, every single time you ask me a question, I hear myself do it. But yeah, <laughs> uh, it has, the, there's one part of it, and that's the, the concept of actually dedicating the time uh, and effort and energy and following through with it. That's kind of the boring part of it, in a way, <laughs> where it's like, okay, it's in my planner, it's on my calendar, but actually following through and doing it, I think the bigger part with you know, getting out of your comfort zone is the fun part. It's terrifying and it's horrifying in so many ways. It's anxiety, just an anxiety machine that will <laughs> make me super nervous. But what I always find, and there hasn't, especially with art, I'm not going to say about anything else, but in particular, and especially with art, I there's never a bad result. There's never a time that I look back and say, Dang, I wish I didn't do that. Yeah. Because even if I don't create the next big piece of art that inspires me or something that is going to be a piece that people fight over, I still created something and I tried something new and I learned something from it. Yeah. And that that's the fun part of leadership of self and just pushing through the the fear, pushing through the anxiety, pushing through the I don't want to do this to have that final end result. And that's what I always, when I'm sitting there and I'm like borderline panic attack, I remind myself that what, what's the worst that's going to happen. Yeah. And, and that, that brings up a great point. I don't want to spend a ton of time on this, but we've, we've written about this and we've talked about this in like a lot of our group programs over the years, but the, the idea of like decision-making, right. And, and assessing risk and, you know, really it comes down to, making a decision where you're either eliminating the negative outcomes or minimizing the negative outcomes so much that the odds are the result is going to be something positive. And if you go through that kind of mental exercise and confidently make a decision to yes, do the next task or try out for this team or whatever it might be, or, or, or take on a new hobby, you know, it's a little bit easier to coach yourself through that negative stuff that pops up, whether it be just some you know, basic nervousness or a high level of anxiety or fear. It's, it's a little bit easier to kind of coach yourself through those when you, you can remind yourself, I did the dirty work. I did the research and I, I, I determined confidently that there's a far greater chance of a positive outcome than there is a negative outcome if I do this. Um, and, and on the contrary, if you do that math and, you know, the scales tip heavily towards the negative outcome, it's one of those things you should avoid, or you should listen to that voice inside of your head that's saying, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Um, so it's great to hear one that it is something that, you know, where there's really, it's, it's low risk, right? It's perceived risk. And, um, you're putting yourself in a spot where you can continually coach yourself through those nerves that might pop up, whether it's before a stream or, or, or before just working on a piece of art on your own. Um, and you bring up a great point of streaming. If you're on Twitch, you can check her out at casual gamer, Sarah. I'm just, you know, we're throwing plugs away. The plugs are free today. So throwing them away. Um, now great, great update. And I appreciate you catching up, you know, the people that might've missed our first episode. So 
Now, we're about, I think, a little less than six weeks in. What And one of the things that you wrote about in one of our uh, early blogs of the year was the idea of how long it takes to start to form habits, success mm-hmm. habits. Have you started to see some of those success habits or routines develop based on the first, we'll call it five weeks uh, of your mm-hmm. goal achievement journey, Sarah? I think so. I think that the dedication of time and following through on that has definitely become a habit. Yeah. And if I am unable to, especially in this instance with this goal and this accountability system, I'm able to make that time up or make up that effort at a time that may be better for whatever reason it might be. If I'm not feeling well, but I'll still, if I don't do it Saturday, I'll do it Sunday kind of thing. Yep. As far as learning the new stuff and dedicating the time to watching my Skillshares that I've bookmarked and try to learn those new skills, it hasn't yet become a habit. And it's definitely something I'm struggling with because it's just adding another item to the plate. But at the same time, I enjoy it. And I know that to grow as an artist and in turn to grow as a human, I have to work through that leadership of self challenge to add another item to the plate, because that item, once I get through it, will just enhance everything else that I'm doing. Great. So we're starting to see some formation of like the time blocking and the commitment to those time blocks. And, you know, we've added a couple new tasks. So you know, maybe they're not there just yet, but again, you're only, you know, five, five, six weeks in and, um, you know, you're starting to see some of the things that you started day one with start to become part of the routine. Now it's those additional things will take a little bit of time, but they should kind of fall into check if, if you're committed to it, which it sounds like you are. So great, great update there. You touched on one of your whys being kind of that outlet, that social, emotional health outlet, have you seen an impact? Again, it might not be a major glowing one because we are only about five weeks in, but have you, have you seen an impact uh, in that regard, uh, Sarah, as you, as you get going with this? In a real time scenario, yes. So like if I go into an art, uh, we'll call it an art session because I'm not really sure what else to call it. We'll go with that. And that sounds pretty formal and official. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's me, <laughs> formal and official. <laughs> it, it helps in real time, particularly if I'm incredibly anxious or upset about something or stressed about some particular situation. I think that for me, one of my challenges in 2020 and 2021 has been the social isolation to an extent of yeah. trying to, you know, keep myself safe and keep my family safe when I have to see my family. And I'm coming off of a period of very, very heavy, strict self-isolation. And I was finding that with that, not even being able to go into the office or see actual human beings six (laughs) feet away from me has been incredibly challenging. And I'm hoping that some of those mental health perks or benefits with long-term consistent practice of creating will become evident. But to me, that I think I've faced a few challenges recently that make it hard to see that yet. Yep. Yep. And it's, but again, it's, it's that, that building block, the foundation of, you know, if I am a little bit down doing this is an outlet that'll make, you know, make me happy. And whether it be because, you know, there's, you know, some 
side side revenue earned or whether because someone says oh that was a great piece that you came you know came up with or we had such a great time watching your stream there's those little moments so the foundation is starting to be laid which is a which is a positive sign absolutely awesome sarah we're we're on a hot streak here my friend <laughs> so this one might be a little bit tougher and and you, you kind of touched on them indirectly but you know again five six weeks in what has been like one or two specific challenges or, or, you know, barriers maybe to kind of staying on time, staying on schedule with your achievement? And what have been some strategies you've used to, um, you know, try to overcome those challenges? I think the biggest thing has been being stuck in my comfort zone of doing the same style, the same piece, and not necessarily getting tired of it, but realizing that I'm doing that. Yep. And that's where that motivation to start to learn some new techniques, some new mediums has really come into play. That's definitely been a challenge with scheduling and time. I'm like a crazy cat lady without the cats. Like I, I, I don't have a, a partner or children that I have to worry about. So my time really is rather flexible outside of work. So that thankfully has not been a challenge for me personally. Yeah. But as, you know, things change, it could, but hopefully at that point, the habit of creating will increase the desire to ensure that I have that time set aside. Yep. No, that's great. That's great. Um, ha have you seen the need? So uh, Joe Durang, our Empower founder, our, you know, our, our good buddy talks quite a bit about resetting the expectations, right? If you think you're going to fall short, don't just keep it to yourself and then show up at the end of a quarter and say, Oh, well, we fell short. Right. Or, you know, if you think you're going to like blow past <laughs> the goal, you know, um, kind of, you know, upping, upping the level of challenge in the goal so that it becomes, you know, it remains smart, challenging mm -hmm. in particular. <laughs> Have you seen any need to kind of reset the expectations again, only a couple months in so far, um, and if yes, you know, kind of what, what's been your thought process about either, you know, dialing it back or turning the volume knob to 11? Absolutely. There's definitely been some moments in which I've wondered if I set the bar too low, but then I look at January where I just kind of squeaked by. <laughs> and then I look at February and I'm kind of running full speed at the gate and we're at February 17th. And by the end of this weekend, I, by February 21st, I should have my 10 pieces done. So then I'm, wow. I, I question, is the bar too low? But then I look at it big picture and having to do 10 pieces every single month for 12 full months, I can't, I can't say the bar's too low yet. I don't yep. feel confident in saying that. If I get to April and I breeze through February, March, and April, yeah, it's time to reset. Absolutely. Yep. I think the other part that in terms of setting the goal and managing that goal and deciding whether it's smart or not, and is, is it challenging? I've already started to see, like, I can't just create the same pieces I always create, the same style, the same medium, the same process. I have to do something different or else this is not a challenge for me. Yeah. And that's where learning those new things has been part of resetting that goal for me. Yeah. But it wasn't necessarily part of it that I outlined to say, I have to do five different styles and 10 different pieces and this or that or the other, but I'm making adjustments to ensure that it continues to keep me engaged and challenged. 
That's great. And it's a great lesson, right? Because you set the number 10, 10 a month, right? 10 pieces a month. You know, there's, there's, I guess, two different ways you can add to the level of challenge of that goal. One would be, all right, 10 has been too easy. Let's do 20 <laughs> where, you know, maybe it's, you know, focusing on quantity versus quality. And it sounds like you're taking the avenue of, Hey, right now let's hold strong at 10, but let's look at how we're making art from a different lens and see if there's a different way I can go about doing it, which I think, you know, I like that. I think a little bit better than just saying up the quantity, up the quantity, up the quantity, because then it's just going to become a project and something you, you know, maybe don't feel all that great about doing versus, you know, keeping it new, keeping it fresh, still getting to that number, but doing it in a little bit of a different way. So it's great to see that you're finding the challenge and it's not just let's, let's, let's make it 30 pieces, one a day. Cause that's just ridiculous. And it turns right. into a, a task that you'll resent, you know, as opposed to enjoy and, and, and serve as a inspiring outlet. Um, which again, for any of you out there that are, you know, have tackled this, the, these goal setting worksheets and are, you know, in a similar boat to Sarah. And if you find yourself where it feels too easy or too hard, it might not be a, a, just an add or subtract numbers of repetitions. It might be looking at, you know, the quality of work and not the quantity of work. And, and you know, maybe, you know, learning a, a slightly different way to do something will be that little extra nudge to fall in line with the, the, the challenging part of the smart goal setting form that we we distributed to everybody via the newsletter uh, back in January. So on track, I like it. Great work, Sarah. This has been a great update. Um, part of the Lead with Empower podcast has been the home stretch uh, session, which is kind of the closing, the finish the drill, uh, if I may, uh, section of the podcast. And this section is where I have some random questions. I fire them out to you at a okay. relatively rapid pace. The responses, um, you know, not necessarily one word, but the responses should be like a sentence or less. That's already hard for uh, me. I know it is. And, and <laughs> I, I joked with a few of the students I had on from Hamden Hall Country Day School about not having the the 16 comma run on sentence as their answer. So I'm going to challenge you right here. Quick hitters, quick hitters, quick responders. Good luck. Are you ready? Take a deep breath. I get, she's starting to sweat. It's showing, it's showing laughter. in the camera right now. <laughs> she's ditching the flannel. Huh? <laughs> All yeah, right, here yeah, we go. We're good. Inspiration for upcoming art that you're going to work on this weekend. What and why? Color because it can bring so many emotions without you being consciously aware of it. Awesome. What music are you listening to these days and why? A lot of underground hip hop, like just really indie hip hop artists have been hitting that part of my eardrums right now. All right. What are you watching these days? I just watched a documentary called In and of Itself and 10 out of 10, give it every thumbs up I could. I highly recommend Right, highly recommend say, on Hulu. what's the name of it again in and of itself and it's available on hulu and it's a documentary of a performance piece that was done off broadway that will literally make you think in a, a whole new way about yourself and and how you look at others awesome in and of itself it gets two thumbs and two big toes up from sarah i like it a major strength of sarah sterling's and a major weakness of sarah sarah sterling's 
Strength is kindness. Uh, weakness is insecurity. Okay. And your advice to someone who maybe hasn't started their goal setting, goal achievement journey in 2021. Just start it. Take the step. Just do it. Like, just do it. And even if you, even if you don't have it a hundred percent, just do it because every moment that you, that you wait to do it is just another day that you're not accomplishing anything towards it. And it gets harder too, right? Right. Yeah. If you, if you sit back and say, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow, tomorrow, get, tomorrow gets a hell of a lot harder. The more, <laughs> the more tomorrows you push it to. Tomorrow will always be tomorrow until you, you stop saying it. Tomorrow will always be tomorrow until you stop saying it. Ladies and gentlemen, microphone is being dropped on that note right there. That is and was Sarah Sterling. She leads with Empower. Home run. That was the sound of a, a home run ball off the <laughs> tee right there. It had to be hit off the tee, not a pitched ball. Yeah, Sarah, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much again for coming on. Really excited for the third and final installment, which will be a couple months down the road, right? So we're giving us a, given a 90 day window to see some success habits form. They're already starting. The foundation is there wishing you the best of luck this upcoming weekend with your art piece creation. And thanks again for uh, joining us on the lead with empower podcast, ladies and gents, that's Sarah Sterling crushing it. Thank you, Dan. Again, Thank you for you're having very me. Welcome. You're very welcome. Check her out on Twitch, Casual Gamer Sarah, on Etsy, Casual Artist Sarah. She is casual, <laughs> but she is a leadership firecracker. Have a great rest of the week. Great weekend. Be kind, be safe, and get after it. We'll see you soon. There is not a one-size-fits-all solution to leadership. Discover your inspiration to lead by hearing from those who are in the trenches each day leading themselves and leading others. We will learn about their unique leadership style and identify the shared qualities between those who do it tremendously well. Welcome to the Lead with Empower podcast.